0: The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Cup of Mud with Ed and Bud. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one.
1: Hey, welcome to Cup of Mud with Ed and Bud. We got some fun things for you today, this wonderful Tuesday morning. So grab your mug, sit down, and let's have some fun, huh? Today's episode is going to be dynamite. I've been pumped about this. I've been grabbing everyone's arms saying, Tuesday morning, you gotta check it out, huh? We got news updates, we got weather, and hey, don't forget, we want to have fun, too. So, uh, fill your cup to the brim, get that big old plate of eggs ready because we got special guest Steve Zahn in the house promoting his new film later. The sequel to Unstable Fables Three Pigs and a Baby, which is called Unstable Fables Three Pigs and Two Babies, huh? They got got a new baby, huh? So that'll be great. Make sure to check that out. And don't forget, later on at the end of the show, make sure you tune in for the whole thing. We got a special treat with celebrity chef Scott Conant is going to revolutionize the breakfast tradition with his signature invention, breakfast pasta. He's going to make breakfast pasta for all of us. I can't wait, huh? Joining me today are my two co-hosts and my two best friends in the whole wide world, Ed Boiler and Buck Weathers. Buck, how you doing today?
0: Oh, you know, not too bad. I know it's snowy outside, but we're in here with our warm cup of joe and you know, really can't complain about anything.
2: Can't complain at all. Ed, baby, how you doing? Not too bad. I mean, you, uh, you let Buck talk before me. My name's in the in the show title, but uh, that's all right. I'm just kidding. No, that's with that. Why we love I i I'm, I'm just playing around. We love Buck. He's love all the way him.
1: sitting over there. I want to make him feel welcome.
2: It's a bit of a gag. I'm just doing a gag. Okay, we're doing great. I hope everyone's got their bacon and eggs or pancakes or crepes or waffles. And I hope more than ever you have a nice big cup of joe ready to go.
1: You know, you know we got our great big cups here. I got mine with my name on it. Uh I am of course Budcorn. Corn. Uh and uh I am just I'm pleased as punch with how, how how this is going today. Uh uh guys, I haven't I haven't seen
2: you. Monday we had off. Uh what you guys get up to this weekend? They got this game uh, this this new game. I got this Candyland. Candyland. You know this game Candyland?
1: I'm familiar with Candyland. You go up the you get to the whole world filled with candy. Can That's you hard.
2: imagine? It's hard, though. Well, I thought you couldn't lose. I thought it was like for children. Well, I played Jill about played Jill about thirty times over the weekend. I lost. I didn't win once. I lost every oh, time. God bless Jill. I guess she's a uh, she's a gamer, huh? And then apparently they redid it. They made like the the, the Twizzler King or whatever like sexier. He used to be, I mean, he just uh, he looks like bad news all around.
1: Oh no, that's terrible news. Uh, sexy Twizzler, huh? What a lot of, like, even I'm not like? a fan of
2: licorice. What about you guys? You like licorice?
1: Eh, not a big fan. Not a big fan of red vines and Twizzlers. It seems like a lot of hubbub about well, having, th- having a piece of candy. Everyone says
2: those are fake licorice. I'm like, that's, that's what I grew up with. That's what I do with. And there's the black licorice that just tastes like motor oil. It's what a about, plant, right? It's a root. Get, Buck, what do you think? What about you, licorice well, guy?
0: I mean, I'm more of a morning person, so I can't really do sweets, you know? Unless it's like a nice, you know... Some breakfast cakes are cake Belgian waffle. Yeah, like a ber- birthday with cake with bacon sugar. and Wait, eggs. Breakfast on. Cake, what's that? It's bacon and eggs on a birthday cake. I've you never heard of some, that.
2: You could probably put some Twizzlers on top of that cake.
0: Uh, but then you got two different sweet things. It's a bit much for the morning. Well, sweet well,
2: st- desserts are usually made up of a lot of sweet things. A lot of syrup, perhaps
1: some macerated berries. You're saying syrup on a cake? And you can put it on a cake if you want I don't know, it's breakfast time Or some
2: confection sugar Which is just a, a cool way of saying powdered sugar I learned that in college, confection sugar
1: Now you, you can eat whatever you want for breakfast Even sweets Because uh, guess what You know, you have a light lunch, you have a light dinner So
2: All be that big. sugar is some energy To go inside, it's... you can put some in your coffee You know me though, I'm a black man Oh, I like a little cream. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not as tough as you over there, Ray. Oh, I don't need any more sugar in mine. I'm sweet enough. Oh, <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm I'm, se- I'm seated over here at the coffee station, and we got this fan- fancy ninja over here, a ninja coffee maker, a so we ninja. can make just about anything we want. And
2: everyone, everyone comes to the studio. All of our guests, Bruce Willis, when he was on here, he goes, "What the heck is that thing?" And we we said, "Oh, Bruce, you don't know what a ninja is. You're Hollywood. You don't know what the ninja. Come on."
1: It thing's as big as a boat, that station he's got over there. I see
0: steam flying from it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm supposed to be like the weather guy for this show, but we've really never invested any money in doing the weather right. It seems like we have a really fancy coffee setup.
2: Because you're so good at your job, we don't
1: have to. Speaking of, uh, of the weather, Buck, we got you over there by the window. How's it looking outside? Give people an update on the weather today.
0: Well, like I was saying, we don't really have much technology for me to work with here, so I'm kind of just looking out the window. And I got to say, it's a real snower out there today. It's a, a real know? snower, you say? <laughs> That's what it is out there. That's I mean, what I was going to say, said... it's a real
2: snower. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a snower every day this week. It's crazy out here. Terra I know. I... Terre doesn't know what it wants to do. It's a real snower. People are saying that.
0: See, I'm inside. I got my ruler, but I can't see how much snow it is because I'm inside. I could go outside and check later in the program, but I'm guessing there's a few inches out What's there. What's the your thermometer
1: say? How cold is it out there? Put we'll your see- hand on the window. and is, it, is the window cold?
0: Well, that's not very scientific. I'd rather go out there and check later and get back to you.
1: All right. Maybe during a commercial. Yeah, bring it, bring us it some snowflakes as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can test them. Hey, uh, you guys were talking about uh, sugar this weekend and uh, uh, sugar, you know, breakfast in Candyland and candy land. And I went up to uh, I went up to visit. I was with uh, Rhonda. You know, my my wonderful, beautiful wife, Rhonda. We went up to Wood Whistle Farms to try some of the fresh local honey. <laughs> I tell you what, I lost my mind having that honey. You guys ever had real honey? Oh, yes. Yeah, straight from the hive. Uh, it's were great. you just
0: eating honey by itself?
1: He was, it was it was Did you honey. Did put bite. it on anything? He put it on some. He put it on a crustini for me, with some cream cheese. I tell you what, I was singing the praises. I got to mention the owner's name, Gary Woodwhistle. You know, and I was like, this honey's amazing. This is a game changer because real do, honey. You want to get a, like nice, a whole new food. Get a chunk of honeycomb. You chew on it. It's real chewy. Uh, the wax and stuff. And he had me chew on it. And I was, you know, we were there three, four hours. Typically, a tour's. Oh, Only yeah? one hour, and you know he he's, you know I'm like this honey's amazing. You gotta tell people, and you know he started getting upset with me, you know. And Rhonda was like, "Let's, get, you know, maybe we should go," because you know the you know I was sitting there, I was at that farm, it was starting to get a little late, and I kept talking about the honey, but um, it was good. You, you check it out, it's beautiful up there. It's so absolutely up, well,
2: gorgeous. Jill and I went up there a few years ago. We brought her uh, her family was with us. You know her brother Stan. Ah, uh, right? yeah, Stan, good guy. Uh, and Stan has a whole thing you know he's he's always making those model towns and uh he said you know it would be great if I made uh like I want to make a like a little beekeepers section in my in my model town I need to get some bees I said well, I, well those are too big those would be monster bees to your town wouldn't they and he he got kind of he got kind of ticked off at me and uh, he got
1: a, he he runs a
2: little red I heard oh he runs red hot he's uh he's a steamer you know he's a real steamer that guy and but God love him. Um, he, he built this beautiful little beekeeper set. And uh, the, he, he found these little bees from Asia. I don't know where, like Vietnam or something. And they're tiny, but they're a little bit smaller than like a gnat or like a fruit fly. And they're making honey. They make honey in his little model town. And I was like, what do you know? Like, I'm the jackass, you know? <laughs> I, I can see why he got steamed at me. I I can see, you know, when a guy takes his model
1: towns that seriously, it's like a different, you know, you're dealing with an artist, you know. You got to let him yell at you. You know, Gary Woodwhistle, he was calling me every F you, get the F out of here. And you got (laughs) to just let these geniuses work, you know, and not take it personally.
2: Well, like once, well, Stan, he made very realistic internment camps. I said, well, yeah, I don't know if you can make that, bud. He said, well, he said, that's history. And I said, well, I mean, that's fair enough.
0: Well, I mentioned they got really nice honey in those internment camps, though, from all the little bees.
2: Well, the bees aren't in the internment camps. I guess oh, they, a little, I guess beekeepers are kind of, you know, maybe that is like a little internment camp for bees. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, he, he just seemed to uh, really enjoy that. And Jill, she loved it. Um, I'm sure Rhonda loved that, the whole thing.
1: Huh? Oh, yeah. Rhonda was, Rhonda was
2: over. She over, had to get some know. jars, you know, she probably had to get some of those jars. Women love jars. Oh, she had to get a
1: couple jaws, you know, and just some empty jaws. She just bought them. That's what I mean. Like they, from the they, guy.
2: they put the cloth in there, then the little, the little ring on top to close up. That's like a lid. It's like they didn't have well, to use right, a. She,
1: she, got some of the jaws right, and she didn't want to send a big pot of honey to our kids, you know. Uh, Gary in baseball. Baseball's up in. Uh, he lives in. Uh, 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 he lives in Brooklyn there, and uh, you know Gary's still in. Uh, 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 cool. uh, uh Yeah,
0: you know, Gary. Cool.
1: Gary's finishing up in Columbia. And Gary's and, the athlete, uh, right? Yeah, Gary, he plays for, he, you know, he's starting lineman on the Mizzou Tigers football team. You know, didn't do too great this year, but you know what? He's looking
2: good. And baseball's going to Columbia. That's quite a, <laughs> that's a <laughs> well, hefty a, price tag a- for daddy, eh?
1: He's a Nazi. fart. Hey, I'm on the TV. I, you know, whatever. Uh, TV. Yeah, I'm. You know, I can afford to send my boys do what they want. You know, I thought baseball was going to be
2: an athlete. But he's still you know doing what. that. He's still doing that performance art stuff. You know, what's he's
1: pulling? He told me a little bit about it. I'm not too sure. You know, he changes all the time. He puts stuff in himself and he pulls it out in public or something. And I said, Are you kidding me? And you know, I'm talking over him. I'm telling him about the honey or whatever. And you know. He's got some kind of scroll he keeps in his mouth at all times. Like that's his art project now is having a permanent scroll inside of his body. he has got a scroll on there. Scroll. It, it, he showed me the thing. It's about two inches long. Right. But if you unscroll, it, it goes to like eight inches. Oh, wow.
0: So
2: that's kind of freaky. You-
1: You guys excited for this? I hope
0: you guys save some room for this breakfast pasta. Oh, I'm excited to see what Scott Conant cooks up for us.
2: Oh, I love Scott. I love Scott Conant. It's the best, the best guy on Food Network. I'm not going to argue about this.
1: I don't know. He didn't tell us what the breakfast pasta, what the ingredients are. If there, I assume there's noodles and, you know, maybe some breakfast food. Well, pasta is Italian for noodles. Well, carbonara that has bacon in it, bacon's a breakfast food, huh? That could be, you know, maybe he's thinking
2: something like that. A breakfast ragu, I don't know. That could be, you know, some, some breakfast sausage and maybe some maple uh, uh, reduction. I don't know. I'm just, I'm head over here for this breakfast pasta. I can't wait. It's going to revolutionize all You know what the I breakfast. love about Scott is his hair. I'm thinking about doing my hair Sc- like that.
1: Scott called me and he said he's never going to, breakfast will never be the same.
2: Oh, he's got beautiful hair.
0: You know, in addition to his hair and his food and all these things we all love about Scott, I gotta say I also admire his poise uh, and his his dignity that he carries himself with. When he's on Chopped and these chefs just start crying about how their uncle needs to take a vacation to Florida so they gotta win $1,000 or whatever, they're just going on this crazy shit and he just like keeps a you know straight face he eats their food he says he, tells them, and he just moves he, on he tells
2: them that their their pasta is undercooked so they're lower than dogs and should kill themselves on tv and it's great and uh i mean i'm italian and most italians when they're ready to go out they dip their head in the sink they put their head under the faucet they turn up the faucet all the way cover their head in water and that's how they that's how you do your hair scott you can tell he just puts his head in a candy machine the guy's oh, he on a different that- level
1: Gets it all poofy, all slicked back, but still every hair is perfectly in its place. Beautiful man, gorgeous man, you know. I just watched an episode of Chop this weekend where uh uh, uh the guy was trying to win to inspire his four year old uh daughter to say their first word. So he didn't <laughs> win, but well, Oh you know. Scott got
2: mad at him because he couldn't make a pasta out of uh Doritos, Dr. Pepper, and uh Sour Patch Kids.
0: Yeah, this guy yeah. said,
2: This is the first thing that you, you, you make in a culinary school.
0: I'm worried now that that guy's a four-year-old kid's never going to learn how to speak, but that's the price he pays for losing mm-hmm. on national TV.
1: That's right. And that's because he made the incorrect decision and got the pressure cooker out and tried to make a dog food consomme. You don't do that on Chopped, huh? It's like if you go for the ice cream machine. Are you kidding me? I am mean, I'm stressing out watching. Chopped yelling at it like, "Come on, the clock's ticking, buddy!" You know, Rhonda doesn't like it when I watch Chopped.
0: She might have to chop you if you keep making a, too much of a scene over you here. You better watch hey, out.
1: Better hide I've the knives. I bet better yo. Hey, I wouldn't blame her at all if she decided to kick me to the curb. She's an angel of a woman. A true shining gem of a person. And I'm just this little groundhog rolling around, scooting my butt on the carpet, trying to get worms out, huh? She does too good for me. Rhonda, I love you, baby. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the real uh, meat and potatoes of today. Uh, we're all getting our energy up. We're all a little woken up this morning. Uh, uh, Buck, Buck, I heard you got something to kick us off.
0: Yeah, well, like I was saying, I haven't really had a chance to get outside and give us the weather. So, I mean, I've got my weather tools in here at the coffee station, and I was thinking, I mean, I, I'm not—I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a trained weather guy anyway. I, I went to school for acting, and I guess I'm on a show now, so I kind of am doing that, you know. But
1: basically,
0: I was thinking maybe I could transition from being a weather guy to more of just a temperature guy. I mean, I got this thermometer here we use to take the temperature.
1: Well, you're holding it in your mouth right now. Is that are you doing that for a reason?
0: Uh, uh no, my, I I mean, my hands were busy gesticulating wildly, so I needed to put it somewhere. But uh, I was thinking this this uh thermometer here. Maybe I'll just give you an update on the coffee for now until I can get outside. Yeah, I mean,
1: anytime you want to go outside, take a stroll around, we'll patch you through to the to the studio.
0: I mean, you put me on the spot right now, though, so I'm just going to put this in the coffee here. It looks like we're at about 115 degrees on this coffee. It's looking piping hot.
1: Ooh. It's pretty hot. Steaming. Ooh, is it going to burn your tongue if you take I a think, sip? Honestly, I think that might be a little bit too cold for my taste.
0: Oh, oh I'll warm up the ninja crazy? for you. I'll crank it up. That's why they
2: call him Ed Boiler. He runs hot. Oh, I got callus on my tongue, you know? It's not oh. It's not from the things I tell uh uh, Bud,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a, a very uh, uh, diminished sense of taste. And I don't basic. have an
2: I don't have an acidic tongue from the things that tell Bud. It's from the acidic coffee I love to drink.
1: Well, it's yeah, also Ed, from the hot the hot temperature, the scalding hot
0: coffee you pouring directly onto your tongue. Ed insists that we never wash the coffee pot here at Cup of Mud. Cause he insists that the flavor kind of accrues. It's almost like barrel aging. But have you heard a of a whiskey cast or iron.
2: Have you heard of a cast iron? You know.
0: Yeah, I pan. see what you're. I, you know, I've never heard of this before, but I take your word for it. So we don't watch this thing anymore.
1: I tell you what, I watched about half of a YouTube video where they was talking about a soup that was sixty years old, and st- they were still, it was still going.
0: Somebody's got to eat that soup. What are they Somebody doing? Somebody's got to take that soup skin. Hey, oh, bring us a, on a bowl. We'll make some, some have soup. a Skin on top. It's going to have a
2: hey oh, breakfast soup. And you know what I like with the soup? is, uh, I like the heel end of the bread. It's real. Maybe that's yeah, just me. Am I, am I the only one that likes the end of the bread for my soup? Like the big it,
0: hunk? With breakfast, I think breakfast soup is just cereal. It's cold soup. Oh, it's so like a borscht.
2: What is a borscht? Borscht? That's cold, right? It's is that like a, Slang? That's like a, 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 was it a Russian, Hungarian, something crazy like that. I don't know. I'm not too
1: familiar for that. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm very worldly, but only if it's in like the San Fernando Valley. But like for the San Fernando Valley, I'm like very
2: worldly in how much I know about that area. But the rest of it, I'm not so much. Speaking of coffee and breakfast, you know, I make my pot, right? Early in the morning, I fill my thermos. Tall 32 ounce thermos, and I drink that thermos uh, as I drive to the studio in the morning. And uh, by the time I'm passing Screwy Louis Diner, I'm dry, you know, I'm fresh out. So I stop. Oh, you're pounding. Pounding that. I oh, I, probably five
0: minutes. How long minutes of in a my drive
1: drink. is that that you drink 32 ounces of coffee?
2: About 15 minutes, but uh, oh wow,
0: you're really slugging well, it more down. More than huh? two ounces a minute. So I pull into Screwy
2: Louie's Diner. I stop in for a slam dunk breakfast. We all love the slam dunk. Shout out to Screwy Louie, sponsor of the show. Love it. Been in the, been in the town for over 40 years. And uh, I go in there, I have my, my slam dunk breakfast, and I refill my thermos while I'm there. And this is all before 4.30 a.m., you know? Oh, yeah. I get there today. I get there, and the, the power's out. Yeah, with all the snow and everything, I guess I nearly puked. I couldn't believe it. I've been going to Screw Louise over twenty years, every day of my life, working here on the show in the studio. I uh, I've never seen it go out, and uh, you know I I not know what to do. Yeah, I, had, well, I, I mean, I had to get the how, McDonald's breakfast,
0: which well, is I know, mean,
2: which is a staple. I mean, no hate on that. Classic, classic.
0: That's a hometown McDonald's. original, McDonald's.
1: I, I, I just think, you know, Screwy Louie's is only about five minutes from here. So you could have just drove to the studio. You know, Buck is working that machine, you know. Yeah, you guys squeezing
0: make me fill the those machines. machines. We have an intern, but for some reason it's my job to make the coffee. What I, what
2: I did is I, I, I ordered four coffees from the McDonald's. And I poured them all in my thermos, and then I went to the studio. Well, you know, that's efficient. That's smart. Yeah. And then, and then, like, even if that McDonald's breakfast doesn't fill me up as much of a uh, slam dunk would, you know, every night I make my breakfast popcorn the night before so I could bring that to work.
1: And what seasoning did you put on your breakfast? I always love ask. I love when I see Ed in the morning. And I'm like, what was the seasoning today? Because it's always a new seasoning on that breakfast popcorn.
2: Uh, well, this morning, I went, or, well, last night when I made it, uh, I went with the cinnamon sugar. Oh. I was like, hey, a little bit of a churro, a little bit of a Mexican flavor there.
0: I remember oh, last wow. week it was star anise, a great popcorn flavoring. Star. Uh, in-
2: last week I tried cumin. Didn't I? Didn't know? Didn't really work. It's a little earthy. It's a little strong for my taste. A Little earthy. I, I mean, you know me. Out. I'm
0: I'm a it's man all- of simple taste, but for me, just a little Montreal steak seasoning on there goes a long way.
1: I like a lot of oregano, like a lot, like a handful. On your breakfast popcorn? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I always, I have to handle breakfast myself because, you know, it used to be me and Ed and Buck, we'd go to Screwy Louie's before the show, get a breakfast plate. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not allowed in screwy Louie's anymore because, you know, I liked it so much. and I licked all the plates and I would go around saying, you wasted some, you know, <laughs> finish your plate, whatever. I'll get it for you. And I'll lick the plate and I'll get the egg yellows or whatever. And, and he did like me. The manager was the pretty customers. nice. They
0: were, they were trying to be understanding. They were like, you should ask these people if you can lick their plate before and you they're
1: do They're the egg yellows. That's the best part. They asked for over easy. And then well, you should
0: ask
2: them
1: before I you I got did this it.
2: extra toast. I'll sop it up. Bud would take his sleeve, the the bottom of his sleeve, he'd put his palm in his sleeve, and he'd start wiping up all those all those yellows on his sleeve and sucking on his sleeve. Yeah, and but the,
1: that's not the shirt I wear on the TV show. That's just my normal shirt. It's a shirt. radio
2: show, Bud. We're not on TV.
1: There's a camera right there. That's because they post right? clips a webcam.
2: Our, They post clips to our social media.
1: Well, I see a camera, whatever, it's a t- somebody's looking at me, so you know I'm not going to show up to the studio with my shirt sleeve covered in egg yolk.
0: You know, Ed, have you ever tried tossing your, your breakfast popcorn in maybe like a nice spaghetti sauce? I was just thinking about Scott Conant's breakfast pasta. I'm trying to get a little creative, too, you know? Oh, oh I think you like should a, leave
2: it to the chefs, all right? Spaghetti and
1: meatballs with right. some syrup on it or something, I don't know.
2: Well, I, uh, I, I, uh, you guys have all had my marinated coffee popcorn. I marinate it in in coffee. Oh yeah. About a few days, and uh, and then I rebake it. He eats popcorn for like two meals a day. No, oh, I always got a garbage bag of it in my car.
1: Yeah, I know. You don't even close it all the way half the time.
0: Yeah, you keep it in the in the passenger side seat, and it's wearing a seatbelt. It's kind of funny sight.
1: Well, if, if 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 Ed gives you a ride anywhere, you got to move the bag of popcorn, and no, then he you makes you sit in the back.
0: He makes you sit in the back. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and the back of the floor is covered in, like, old popcorn, so it just crunches.
2: America's greatest inventions are coffee and popcorn, and I stand by that. Oh, I
1: bet your digestive system just works like a bell. Probably about six times a day. That seems, what, pretty normal to me. I'm an old guy, so I'm just constantly using
2: the bathroom. Well, you know, I mean, you know, old folks, they've they got to stay regular. One thing they're scared of most is being constipated.
1: Uh, Ed, you got anything for us? Uh,
2: uh, 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 I'm not sure whose segment it is. So my kid, my kid uh, Leonard, he bought me these Raver lights, right, for my home theater. These these hue lights. Have you seen, have you seen these things? Yeah, they're like red and yellow, or you know the you know. Oh, uh, every color, every color. Every, they, they got every a, color. They could now. be every color there is. I'm, wow. I'm thinking one of these days I'm gonna see it's a color that hasn't been invented yet coming out of this thing. Oh wow! Oh wow! Can they things. do that? I'm um, not one to say, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past him with everything that's I'll... going on with like Elon Musk and the stuff that guy does. That guy's a, a genius. You know what? We should ask Scott Conant when he's on. So I got this TV, right? I got it's about a uh so what, what. Leonard gets me these lights. He installs them. Yeah, uh, you control them with like your phone or whatever. And I got this TV, new TV, about 150 inches, right, to watch my shows. You know, some of my favorites, This Old House, Bob Vila, you know, The Master. He's got, the, his last name means house, you know. <laughs> I understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, uh, I'm not watching that. I'm sitting there. I'm watching The Parkers. I'm watching my Parkers, you know, show. Got a, you know, uh, UPN 50. It's on for many years. Five seasons. Countess Vaughn, Monique. Great show. I'm watching The Parkers with my normal color lights on. Suddenly they turn red. And I'm talking like blood. That would have red. scared
1: That would have scared, me. Oh, scared the crap oh, out wow. of me. I scared, I scared the,
0: the crap,
2: crap
1: out of me. Rhonda would just start screaming if that happened. She wouldn't scream bloody murder until the cops showed up.
2: I froze right there. I can't watch my Parkers with that kind of look. I'm like going, what's going on? Who am I? You know, where's Astrid Kutcher? And I don't know what. I, uh, what am I going to do? And then they change back to normal. But I'm thinking, man, like, I got, I'm calling, I immediately called my kid. And I'm like, you got to come get these things the heck out of my house. Well, who controls them? Well, like, I think I might have sat on my phone or something. But, I mean, regardless, still, like, I can't be putting up with that. It's a lot of stress.
1: And at your age, Ed?
2: 46 years old. You drink 48
1: ounces of coffee a day, you know, you don't want to stress yourself out too much. it's,
2: It's probably way more than that.
1: Oh yeah, what's the count up to? Thinking like a gallon,
2: gallon and a half.
1: You should switch to green tea.
2: (sighs) It's better for you. It's got enough flavor to it.
1: Well, I guess it is cup of mud without a bud. So you got to drink your mud. So I guess you kind of stuck. Yeah, Yeah, we'd have to replace
0: you with a guy whose name rhymes with tea if we were going to do that. Well, it could be cup of tea with yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're going to get canned, bud. If you show name. I hope
1: nay. I hope not. I would understand. Uh,
2: I've been
0: waiting what if, my what if you just go by,
2: What if I bought, instead of bud, you go by buddy? The cup of, cup of tea with Ed and buddy. I,
1: I, I think that's a stretch with, on the With the, the rhyme. emphasis
0: on the second syllable of buddy, buddy.
1: I think we'd have to put an umlaut somewhere the they would say it wrong in the mind when they read it on the TV screen.
2: Well, that's all I got. So
1: I got a clip. All right. Where's my monitor? All right, check it out here. You guys all watch. I'm smiling ear to ear. I saw this on YouTube the other day, and I'm super excited. It's Bubby's birthday. Take a look at it here. Uh, If you look here, Buddy or Bubby isn't your average six-year-old having a birthday. You rolled the clip. Sandra. Sandra. I I sent you the link. You got it loaded? There, There it goes. It's playing right there, guys. Look right there. Bubby is a French bulldog, and you can see him wearing a hat right here look at that hat oh why is this matter you ask well not only is Bubby the French Bulldog owned by Cassandra Bravo the most famous milf in the world right now but Bubby might be the only French Bulldog in the world who had a bunch of teacup pigs invited to his birthday party look at him right there look at all those teacup pigs would you look at that
0: oh wow you love to hear some good news you know
1: and Bubby and all of those teacup pigs got their very own birthday cakes. Oh, it's so adorable right there. Look at them gobble those up, huh? Isn't that just wonderful? No, I'm
2: probably going to get a lot of people to come at me for this, but I'm just, when I see all those little guys, I'm going, look at all that bacon.
1: Hey, 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 come on, Ed. It's a nice thing. I'm it's a sorry. nice little birthday. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you can't eat them because they're friends with Bubby, the French bulldog, who's wearing a little jaunty hat.
2: Man, he looks, like a, he looks like a genius in the hat.
1: Oh, he looks like a, a, little, a little smarty pants. Uh, sources are not sure. According to Cassandra Bravo, she claims that Bubby knew it was his birthday. But uh, we are not able to confirm that the French Bulldog knew that it was his birthday. Uh, it's kind of an abstract concept to explain uh, to dogs. But uh, this cute birthday wasn't just for show. It raised money for the tragic events taking place in Albania right now with all of those landmines shooting out of the ground and blowing up all those schools where the children learned how to run server farms. No, Sandra, don't show that footage. That was a reference footage. Don't play that clip. Sandra, turn off the landmine footage. Turn off the landmines. Sandra, did you show... The kids just blew up. We can't show... Sandra, turn it. Go back. Show the dogs. Show the puppy party. Don't play them side by side. Sandra, don't play them side by side. It creates a dichotomy that makes the puppy party seem irresponsible and in poor taste compared to all those kids getting blown up, all those Albanian children. Get the kids... Explo- okay, thanks. Garth, talk to Sandra, Garth. Pull it. There we go. All right, sorry about that, everyone. I'm sorry you had to see all that children's getting blown up by landmines after that puppy thing i just
0: you know i'm kind of with ed uh what he said earlier about those little teacup pigs i'm kind of hoping scott conant brought a few of those teacup pigs with him for his big pasta
1: that's cruel and callous you could at least wait till it isn't bubby's birthday before you eat all of his friends or whatever but uh, sorry i'm a little hot well are you suggesting that pig
0: society is all about who the pigs are friends with where we got to eat the ones that don't have any powerful friends
1: so make sure you donate some money to prevent those kids from getting blown up by landmines. But according to the footage that Sandra just accidentally showed us, there might not be any Albanian children left. Because that was like a hundred Albanian kids blowing up, like side by side. Like that was a that was a highlights clip. That was not even what I sent her.
0: It's like fail vids, basically. It was like a Russian
1: like an illegal Russian website showing all that smut. No more Sandra.
2: Well, she's, she's better at finding this stuff than I would be. All I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm going to put a
1: hiccup in the whole thing. Uh, uh, but anyway, happy birthday to Bubby. Um, I hope your sixth birthday uh, was great and you raised a lot of money. It says here that Bubby raised over $24 for those Albanian kids. So thank you, Bubby.
2: Hey, Bubby. Can, can I get a – can you just tap me off there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, little, sure. Give me yeah. a little warm-up. It's getting a little cold.
0: Yeah, here's the pot. Ooh,
2: might as well just put a straw in this
0: thing.
1: Yo, know, I, don't, I don't know about that, Ed. I don't know. It's getting a little excessive now.
0: You can put a crazy straw in the pot, and you can just reach all the way across the room just sipping right out of the pot from your seat.
1: I can see he's drinking it right now through the crazy straw, and I can see the steam coming out of his ears. You got to let that cool off, Ed.
2: I like, the, I like to feel the, I just like to, I like to have my whole tongue. Just seared.
0: Yeah, I got the thermometer right here. This cup of mud's about 160 degrees right now.
1: It's too, hot.
0: I mean, it's it's like, too actually, hot. It's like too hot. It's almost AKA at 165. Perfect. If this was a chicken, it would be it would be safe to eat.
1: That's true. If that coffee was a chicken, it would be safe to eat, and the juices would run clear. Uh, 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 uh Buck, why don't you uh, uh, you got what? You, well, you got any update on the weather for us?
0: Yeah, just a second. Let me go outside. I got to finally just get this out of the way. Put on my mittens. Oh, I can't find my mittens. You know what? I'm just going to go outside dressed like this, just in my T-shirt.
1: You crack the door so you can get back in. <laughs> All right. But what are we going to do, bud?
0: Well, I he's going to tell us about the weather.
1: Well, hold okay, on. Okay, well, what? we also
0: – we need to get me a microphone that's meant to use outside because I got my cable on my – I'm just dragging the cable out the door. We have Sandra, to leave the door open Garth, for me because the one cable – you
1: guys, you got a cable. Get one of yeah. those
2: ones with, like, the like – that you hold – yeah, that would it be was, nice. I I wish I, I had wrote one it on the
1: whiteboard. Mobile, mobile microphone. Did anybody get it? Well,
0: apparently not. I'm I'm just gonna hold my microphone out here. It's too co- I'm too cold out here. I don't know, man. Let me see. Okay, let me get. I got my ruler. Well, bud,
2: while so Buck you, Buck is So you want to guess how much
0: snow? How much snow we got out here?
2: You haven't even left the studio. You're lying to their listeners right now.
0: All right, fine. It's it's so cold, I don't want to go out there.
2: So anyway, bud, while Buck is heading outside, you're probably wondering where I got that bouquet of petunias I brought you this morning. I I, I was wondering about the bouquet. Well, I happened to stop by Greasy Steve's Floral Shop on Fruit Ridge, and he had a sale on them. That's right, folks. Greasy Steve's has a liquidation sale in his floral shop. He's trying to get rid of all of his flowers before they wilt. So getting there today for them fifty percent off, seventy percent off, hundred percent off flowers.
1: It's probably because it's so cold. It's probably all the snow, and you know we can't
2: keep up with the heating them up. That's exactly right. So take mm-hmm. advantage, folks. And this get is basically like a set of flowers for someone you really care about. You
1: know when you're a kid and you uh you you know the you, uh, power goes out and you're like oh let's eat all the ice cream and it's like fun and exciting. It's the exact same thing as an adult to get flowers. Right, Because you give them to somebody, they don't know those flowers were on sale. Those fucking suckers. Sorry. Sorry for cussing. Sorry. I'm heated up about the landmine thing still. I'm running hot from the
2: landmine thing. Well, why don't we check in with Buck? Buck, how's it looking out there?
0: Okay, well, I'm outside for real now. And I got to say, it's quite cold. Um, the the thermometer's saying it's 98.3 degrees out here.
2: That's pretty hot still. It's pretty. It's running pretty hot. Can't have snow when it's that hot.
0: My hands got cold from all the cold out here, so I put it in my mouth. It was under my tongue. Wait, how much did you say it was again? It's ninety-eight point three degrees out here. Oh, that seems fine, right? That doesn't mean you're sick. Do you want me to put the 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 thermometer in the snow to get a a more accurate reading, or no? You gotta leave.
1: No, just I want you to take it out of your mouth. Are you wearing the mittens? No, I don't have, I couldn't find them. I'm. I'm just gonna right, get cold out
0: here, but it's fine.
1: Keep one it's hand fine. in your pocket and just keep switching them. But take the thermometer and wave it around in the air, and you can. I'm get holding the, the microphone
0: in one hand, and I have the other hand in my pocket because I'm so cold, and I gotta keep right, switching so hands anyway because I'm cold from holding the mic. Put the microphone in your mouth and hold out the the Should've thing a and cup wave
1: of it.
2: coffee out there to warm you up.
1: Wave it out. He's, no, the problem isn't about warmth. It's about hands now. Put the microphone in your mouth and wave the thermometer around and you'll get a reading. But you got to
0: wave it. You can't just let it sit there. you got to wave it in the air. Well, I'm going to put the thermometer down in the snow, and the snow is tall enough. That I forgot my ruler, actually. It's the damnedest thing. I said I was going to bring my ruler. I left it inside. I'm going to put the thermometer Can, in the snow, and well, it just looks measure like, it like the, with snow's the thermometer coming How up.
2: big is the thermometer? It's got to be That's like what I'm tr- four. I'm trying to guess.
0: Four the snow is inches. coming up to the thing where it says 60 degrees. That's how high the snow is going on the thermometer. In <laughs> a little mercury thermometer here.
2: So, so
1: I'm we guessing. So, 60 that's...
2: degrees of snow.
0: Yeah. Ancient much.
1: Egyptians used to uh, measure from their elbows to their fingers. So maybe you could do that.
0: Well, I'm just. No, anyone who's listening at home, I think you should go get your thermometer from wherever you keep it and then. Get a ruler and put it next to the thermometer, and from the bottom up to where it says 60 degrees, that's how much snow we have outside today. Well, how do you know that same
2: kind of thermometer?
0: Um, Well, okay, this brand right here, it looks like it's from the 90s because it looks like it's actually for kids to take their temperature because it's got Barney the Purple Dinosaur on it, and it just says thermometer.
1: Here's what we can do. Buck, if you lay down in the snow, we can get the ruler, and we can measure the imprint to see how tall you are.
0: We could just have Sandra bring me the ruler, but I'd rather just get in. I don't want to have to come back out here, and I don't want to make her come out here. Sandra, I think...
1: what do you mean you don't have a coat today? It's snowing outside. You're just wearing your jean jacket? All right, Sandra's not going, and I can't find Goth. Right now, in the production booth, there's just two spinning chairs.
0: So I'm trying to get this thermometer to the right temperature. It says it's 45 out here. But it's clearly not right because I look, I can see my breath. It's great. Do we have uh, some here, space
2: right? aliens visit with this big snowstorm and abduct everyone that worked here?
0: Come on. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: Are you doing a bit or uh, is this a
2: theory? <laughs> oh, half and half. I mean, hey, aliens, you got any space coffee? <laughs> I bet you'd like that,
1: huh? I bet you'd like a new you hyper-condensed... Ever have breakfast? <laughs> I tell you what, here's what... It, you remember Men in Black with the aliens, huh? They oh, love Will coffee, S- those little aliens. Will
0: Smith. Hey, maybe the aliens could bring me some fancy weather software. So
1: I, I, I bet the there's weather. a type of coffee that they eat that's just a little pill they take
2: and they feel like they just had a cup of coffee, huh? I bet you'd love that, Ed. Oh, I love those guys. I love those guys and uh you know when I was a kid I always wanted to be those aliens.
1: Well, uh how old were you when Men in Black came out? I was like eight. Oh wow, that was uh when did what year did it come out in? Beats me? So, yeah, you're a pretty young guy. Forty six? Well, I guess yeah. Getting know. up there. I'm getting up there. Yeah, well, I think maybe you don't remember how old you were when Men in Black came out, but that's fine. No, it's got
2: Will Smith, it's got Tommy Lee, and it's got the the aliens that love coffee.
0: Hey, I think that's... those aliens used their little memory eraser on uh, Ed, old Ed here. Come
2: and on! He forgot,
1: he forgot all about Rip Torn! Friend of the show, Rip Torn. About once a month, me and Rip Torn go have dinner at some bougie Hollywood restaurant. Rip and Torn we is, yell at each Torn other Torn the whole time. Rip Torn
2: is dead. What?! <laughs> I think you're remembering the wrong just He just the texted. Guy.
1: Who am I thinking of then, huh? <laughs> You've drove me to the dinner. Who was that with? Tommy Lee. That was not, I would not mistake Tommy Lee. Rip, Rip Torn.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, you I,
1: know what? Now that I think about it, Rip Torn was Carpenter. telling, he was telling me he had Hep C. So that might've been Tommy Lee. Might've been Tommy Lee. Uh, I got. I got. You know, a- we've
0: been talking about all these uh, famous guys out here. We haven't even really talked about Steve Zahn yet today. I mean, he's coming up in a, what, fifteen minutes? Maybe Steve Zahn is here. Like the Steve man needs Zahn. any
2: introduction.
1: Steve Zahn. Whenever you say Steve Zahn, to perhaps a spouse or a partner, or a friend, everyone immediately knows who you're talking about.
0: Oh, they're like, oh, is that guy Duane in Rescue Dawn? <laughs> yeah, they like, were like, yeah, that's Steve Zod Is that the guy who played the runt of the litter in the Chicken Little video game? <laughs> yeah, that's Steve Zod He played Dave in Captain Fantastic
1: He played the voice of the bad ape in the war for the planet of the ape
2: <laughs> I mean, he made my favorite movie, Strange Wilderness, what it is
0: Oh, yeah A lot of people don't realize, uh, though, he played Eric in Knights of Badassdom that's true. He also played I think Monk's. a lot of people know
2: that.
1: <laughs> he played Monk's brother and Monk apparently. I'm just learning. I'm getting this in on my earpiece. Sandra's letting me know we missed. Well, they look
2: just like each other, so it makes sense.
1: Thanks for the update, Sandra. Could you come back to the studio? I don't know where you went. You said you couldn't go outside cuz you only have a jean jacket and now you're you're doing remote hearings to me. All right, Sandra, enough fun.
0: I'm sure a lot of listeners of this program are big fans of Randy Cunningham, ninth Grade Ninja, and they will recognize him as uh, Terry McFist in that program.
1: Uh, Let's go on to the uh, next segment I got here. If you guys turn your eyes to the monitor here, you can see a very significant moment happening. It's a beautiful clip. People are going to remember this. For a long, long time. That's right, oh, folks. Wow. Check it out here. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's Brexit the fox's birthday. Oh. Look at that animal's birthday party, huh? Look at him. And oh, like, how oh, is there's a fox. How is a fox getting petted and whatnot? But Brexit is a domesticated red fox. And let me tell you what. This red fox knows way less cuss words and racial epithets uh, than the iconic comedian. You can see Brexit the fox is joined by his many guests here. You can see a donkey. You can see a bear. Uh, here is Brexit playing with a couple bees. Uh, you know, look at the monitor here. They're on some idyllic North England farm, and the grass is so green there it makes me want to puke.
2: It's gorgeous. Probably about 100 Englishmen there. I'd love to chase that little guy on horses.
1: Oh, yeah. But the- <laughs> But there's a fence put up. There's an anti Englishman fix. It's a safe place for all these animals. And, uh, you know, look at that cake. They made him a little cake. You ever seen a fox eat a birthday cake, huh?
2: What is that, a carrot cake? Not a it's fan a look- of carrot cake. Not, Not a, a fan either. Fan. But it's orange. It matches him.
1: Well, maybe foxes can't cute? eat dogs. It's very cute. It's very, he's got a little cake on his nose there. Oh, my God. It's adorable. Truly really remarkable. Um, this Fox birthday party uh, took place online with the goal of raising $10,000 for the Victims of Communism Memorial Fund and for the Adolf Hitler Innocence Project, claiming that the Holocaust was a myth created by... Sandra, who's clearing these? Why is this happening? This is a major news station. Cut the footage. This is for... I don't care if the fox is laying on his back right now with his belly getting pets. Get the footage. That's Nazi propaganda that we're just advertising here. on a, It's like an actual news. I think thing. that's cut. on an auto playlist. She's not back yet. Sandra, where's my earpiece? Sandra, cut the footage. Uh, she's, don't, no, don't do that. Don't play the YouTube they sent. That's neo-Nazi propaganda. Stop playing it. We're all hearing neo-Nazi propaganda right now. Stop playing it. Stop playing it. That's talking about how the Holocaust is not real. Stop playing. Okay, thank you, Sandra. Was that so hard to not play neo-Nazi propaganda on the TV show? Come on. I'll tell you what, I feel like Ed
2: after his gallon of coffee right now. I'm lit. <laughs> Wait, today's going. On, I'm gonna need
0: another. I'm gonna need another. And I gala. disagree with that fox's uh, political views, but uh, that, that cake looked pretty good.
1: I don't want to talk about that clip anymore. I don't want to talk about how cute the fox was. We got is, it, is it the
2: weekend yet? <laughs> oh, geez. can I get a little Bailey's in my coffee? Come on, yeah, What's going killing on today?
1: me, killing me, Sandra, killing me, Sandra.
2: Speaking I would of the like weekend, are look- you like thought going to be going to a brunch? You know the places uh- are going to be open again. Oh well, Limited seating,
1: know, but they're going to be open. Maybe on a Saturday, I like to get a nice brunch, you know. You know, maybe uh, pick up some breakfast pasta after this uh, kicks off here with uh, Steve Garnett.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that breakfast pasta is so good, it puts me into a coma all the way through the weekend. I'm going to miss the whole thing. Wait, you want to miss the weekend? I mean, if the pasta is that good, hey. well,
1: Put when you, you wanna... a nice
0: little
2: nap.
1: It's a 48 hour nap. The pasta is so good you sleep Saturday morning to Monday and then you got to go to work.
0: Well, I think it's still Tuesday, right? So I'm talking about more like five or six days. Oh, so you're going to have the, you're going to go to brunch tomorrow? No, I mean, this pasta we're going to have, I'm hoping it's good enough to put me out for a week. Scott's
2: food is known to knock people out for weeks. Well, that seems like a medical thing rather than a cooking thing, huh? No, that's just that's a, the power of true pasta, real pasta. Yeah, but pasta. that's like taste.
1: That's not like a taste. Thing. Hell yeah. it's, like a, it's a chemical thing that keeps them. Uh, right?
0: Well, if, if you've never been put into a coma by food, I mean, I feel sorry for you. You're probably. Sandra, some, is Goth back crack. yet? Is Goth back?
1: No? Okay. Could you go find him? Well, no, we need somebody. Oh, she's already going. I won't be sleeping.
2: That's what coffee's for. Ah. Uh,
1: uh, real quick I'd like to apologize uh, to Take the listeners uh, on a breakfast show that um, for some reason we accidentally showed uh, a neo-nazi propaganda YouTube um, deeply apologize um so sorry to you um the viewer listening or watching at home um it's just a it's a it's a tragic mistake and I promise it won't happen again
2: So Buck, how's that weather looking?
0: Well, I don't really want to go back out there. I feel like I did about as good as I'm gonna do, um, but I still got my thermometer here. You know what? H- how about this? I'm gonna move from the coffee station over here to the cooking station, where in just moments Scott Conant will be out here to make us his famous breakfast pasta. Uh, you know, he, he was over here earlier getting his station ready. You know, he can you can see he's got the class uh,
1: heat, act. Class he's got the act. heat
0: on medium. I think he had to go take a call. I think it was. Uh, um, you know, one of those guys from uh, from Chopped. Like, uh... It's probably
2: Ted giving him a call. Yeah, They're Ted giving friends. him a
0: call over there. They had something important to talk about. So he's got the heat on about medium over here.
1: What uh, um, ingredients does he have over there?
0: Well, like it looks like he, has a,
2: he has water and pasta.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm seeing so far. Uh, this water's boiling, though. It's at a healthy boil. Um, I'm going to put the, th- the uh, thermometer in here looks like it's a nice 165 degrees right now so if this was a chicken it would be a safe temperature to eat it but it's actually just water Thank just God like that, that coffee that coffee was just coffee this is just water but if it was a chicken i would feel comfortable having this water
2: what about boiling some pasta and some coffee you should talk to scott about that Probably that's breakfast pasta right there oh wait what hey oh, wait, I mean, hold if you on. want me to
0: dump out this boiling water and just pour coffee in here i don't mind Cooking.
2: I mean, if Scott might not notice, give it a shot. Cooking pasta noodles and
1: boiling coffee—is that what we're doing? Is that what you? Yeah, thought? that's, that's right. what we're
0: talking about. But Scott's on the phone with Ted. I can't, I don't know whether to make the decision here to just dump his water out.
1: Well, I I think you should leave the water. Uh, how much has boiled out? Like, uh, is it going to just start being a hot? Is it going to be a hazard? How much fires?
0: I don't know. We probably got about 10 minutes here until it becomes a hazard. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, hopefully nothing bad happens. I really What if hope we go
0: 50-50? I could top Z- it off with some coffee already, so it doesn't boil over.
1: Already or, been
2: two disasters if you, on the show if you, today. If you, if you uh, sprinkle some salt into that water, it'll boil harder. Scott will probably appreciate that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be a good thing for Scott. We don't know how long he's going to be on the phone with Ted, though. What if I just boil all the water off and he's mad at me? I don't want to in- interrupt the, the master at work.
1: Just blame Sandra. Tell him Steve Zahn did it.
0: <laughs> All right. Blame it
1: on Steve Zahn. If you guys say so, so, he's huh? a prankster, he'll probably buy it.
0: I'm gonna top it off with some coffee then while I'm at it. I'm putting salt and coffee in here.
1: Oh, nice salty coffee. <laughs> that's uh crack, I think that's what they, they call umami, right? Whenever they're the cooking, they got the umami, huh? Right? They like uh,
0: that. Huh? Uh,
1: Is that the umami taste, huh? Right? I I'm like the old mommy. Wait
2: till you try the old daddy. Whoa, <laughs> just kidding.
1: Here we go. Oh, is it's Steve Zahn, Zahn here? Morning. No, it's just
2: me. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, yeah.
1: Hey, you're a regular Steve Zahn, you're laughing up. you killing him so far. Is he a comic act? I guess he's kind of, well, he's like, he does it all. That's what they say about Steve Zahn. He can do it all. Well, he
0: does play Bobby in the upcoming film Robo Dog. So if you ask me, I think he's, got, he's shown a wide breadth and depth of his acting over the years.
1: I, I tell you what, I'd like to see Robo-Dog's birthday party. I bet he'd have uh, all types of stuff there, right? I bet Bobby he'd have, would
0: be invited. He'd what else?
2: kebbles and bits, uh, nuts and bolts.
1: <laughs> he'd have a, sorry, uh, I've had
2: way too much today. I'm sorry. He'd have
1: the Boston Dynamics robots would be there. Albert Einstein would be there. Uh, you know, uh, all kinds of great stuff. It would be good for a single laugh. A robot dog's birthday party would last you one laugh but it'd be a good laugh. Speaking of animals' birthday parties, there are moments in American history that can rock people to the very core, and you'd remember it forever, and the moment it becomes timeless, right? As if it was caught in amber and preserved perfectly for all time. Uh, Viewers, I think that this clip is one of those moments. Einstein the parrot is having a birthday party. And this is one birthday party where it's a good thing that it's for the birds. You can see the clip there playing on the monitor. You got you got uh, there's an eagle there. You got a toucan, right? And some finches? I think and take a look at all those nests in that room. There's so many nests for we all those birds. Smuggle
0: some of these birds? I don't know if these birds are all supposed to even be legally Allowed to be in the same place. They got place. an
1: albatross. It's so big, it can't even open up its wings in that room, huh? Oh, and to order to take care of that uh, problem, you know, a lot of those animals have their wings clipped so they can't fly off. We got some ducks in there. And check, check, this is my favorite part of the clip. Look at this. They're eating a big cake made out of bird seed. And all of a sudden, look at this large, overweight goat has joined the party, and all of the birds are riding on his back. Truly amazing! Isn't that something? <laughs> Truly amazing, adorable. Oh, wow. uh, for the viewers at home, Einstein's birthday party was arranged by his or- owners in order to raise money for Focus on the Family, because television has been infected with gay guys and queer eyes. And I can't read this. Are you? Are you kidding, Sandra? Are you kidding me, Sandra? Goth, somebody who vetted the parrot? Who vetted the parrot? I told you to vet the parrot. It's written on the whiteboard. Vet the parrot. No. Union no. between a You're man tellin- and a woman. No. no. You're telling me the parents in the studio? Get the parent out of the studio! I didn't tell you invite the parent to the studio. Get the fucking parent. He's a homophobic parent. All right. Get him all. Okay. Yeah. Put him there. Hold it no. matrimony. His owners aren't here. I don't care. Let him outside. Just push him
0: outside. We can lose the parent. He's a homophobic parent. Oh. Yeah, I know, bud. Buddy, you kind of bristled at the idea earlier of eating those teacup pigs, but I hope you're on board with eating that parrot if it comes let's to it, because he's listen. a bigot. Take, well, that water—I
2: sa- assume a parrot is like a chicken, and that water would probably be safe enough to cook them in and then eat them.
0: Goth, I I think throw so. the parrot if Scott into doesn't the get boiling. In soon, I'm getting hungry. Put
1: it in the salty coffee that's boiling.
2: Just throw the parrot in there, right? Hey, care. let's make what our own episode it? of Chop for Scott Conan. Hey, Scott, here's your ingredients: coffee, uh, some parrot? popcorn, and a parrot. <laughs>
1: Listen, your 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 box contains coffee, pasta, a lot of salt, and a homophobic parrot. What are you <laughs> gonna make out of that?
0: What would you guys make out of
1: yeah, that? Actually,
2: you have twenty minutes.
1: Well, a homo if a parrot's homophobic, his, his his flesh can can be quite uh you know gamey. So you'd have to slow cook that parrot, I think.
0: I mean, I'm not much of a chef, but I think what I would make is a cup of coffee and salted parrot. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? You forgot the noodles. Ah, shit! I'm gonna You'd get chopped. You'd be chopped, chopped right <laughs> off I'm the bat. Chopped. <laughs> uh, You're everything. You're out, <laughs> Buck. If I was I on lo- Chopped, I would start crying and just be like, "Oh, I need a new thermometer at work because I can't tell the weather good <laughs> enough." <laughs> uh, Buck, you
1: your coffee is perfectly salted. Um, this parrot is tender. And you wouldn't even be able to tell that this was a homophobic parrot. The problem I'm having with this plate is that you forgot a basket ingredient of the pasta. We thought everyone would for sure use the pasta because is is the thing that is the most food. <laughs> and you didn't use the thing that's actually food. So for that reason we're gonna have to chop.
2: Uh it. yeah, Scott. Uh I uh I made a parrot fettuccine with a coffee reduction and feather garnish. <laughs> a big feather <laughs> on top of it. How's that? <laughs> you know, that, that'd work. It'd be colorful. All right. Probably be delicious. God,
1: <laughs> if the parrot is struggling in the pot, put the lid on. It's not strong enough to get the it's lid on. It's a off. big rubber
2: band in that drawer. You could rubber band around it.
1: He's still saying homophobic stuff as we're trying to push him in the pot.
2: All right, where's Scott? wait, or, or wait Steve? Steve, get Steve in the kitchen. Yeah,
1: all right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, what? Wait, hold on. Now you show up, Sandra. We're out of time for Scott. Now you tell me that. Well, we'll get him out here for a couple minutes. He didn't like the. He, Are you kidding me? Apparently, it's in Scott's contract that he can't be seen on TV with a boiled parrot. So he's not going to do the segment.
0: This is a Ooh, train
1: wreck. Was it Garth that the today? I was
0: waiting for that pasta. I'm hungry. He's watching on the monitor. Steve's on, like ten
1: feet away. He's right there, shaking his head. Steve, come on, just get on the camera. Come on. Oh,
0: he's Steve, but, He's faking like he's got a phone call. He's got to take. Who's on the Ted, phone? Steve. We know Steve. that's not a, it's not a. real phone call. Steve. I can see his home he, screen.
2: I can see his home screen. There's nothing there. I can see his home screen. Steve,
0: come back. All right, he, he says he's does. talking to Ted. He said he also got a call from Ted from Chopped. There's no way. You're not even on. Ted. Chopped, Steve. He's still on the phone. Not yet. With Scott Conant.
2: There's no way. Ted's probably trying to get him out there. He's trying to snipe Steve from us, man.
1: Uh, I just got a text uh, from Scott, and he said out of everyone's meal that uh, he would uh, give the winner to Ed. So uh, cause I liked, knew it. He liked I the feather garnish and that, uh, uh, Buck, you forgot the basket ingredient.
0: They're going to film so, me uh, in the hallway outside of the studio saying like, you know, well, you miss every shot that you don't take. So, you know, I thought I had the best dish today, but sometimes <laughs> you just get chopped.
1: Well, apparently all those cameras are for chopped. Apparently they were filming chopped here. I've been ta- I thought they were Oz, but uh, apparently this is a radio show?
2: It's a radio show. I've
1: been telling but you why, that for like Why am I caked in all this
2: foundation? Because we post clips. We post web clips.
1: Yeah, but even like I got foundation on the back of my neck when I take off this suit this very starched light blue suit my skin color is going to be completely different
0: I mean you insisted on the foundation you're the one who got that put in the budget and that's why I Because I have thought any weather we were stuff. on TV that's
1: why I invited well you know I told them that maybe you should invite the parrot but I never talked to him before this so I'm not responsible that is all on Garth and Sandra alright well we're out of time I guess so uh um I'd like to deeply apologize for today's thank God show. This was a,
2: thank, thank, thank God it was the Tuesday show, not the Monday show, the big one. You know? Oh, yeah.
1: Because you know what? We'd be skewered for this. Um, uh, I would like to apologize for showing all the landmine footage uh, to the producers of Chopped. I thought that was a TV show. I'd like to apologize for uh, the Nazi propaganda brought to us by Brexit, the Fox's birthday party. And I would like to apologize for uh, uh, bringing a homophobic parrot onto television, which we then boiled in coffee.
2: Well, Salt folks, if you coffee. tune in tomorrow, we got Carl Malone and we got Vern Troy. Vern, Vern Troy. Sandra, you know Vern Troy is dead. How did you? Why did you? Why did you keep booking dead people? What is wrong with you? This is just like you got me
1: that dinner with Rip
2: and Sandra and it was
1: Tommy Lee the whole time. And I'm the one with egg on my face. Tommy Lee,
2: what do you mean it was Tommy Lee Jones?
1: That was Tommy Lee Jones. I thought that was the, I kept asking him about about having sex with Tommy Tommy Lee. Now I look like an asshole. (sighs) Just, just stop filming. Just stop filming. There's nothing left. We didn't do it. We didn't do a good job. It's not a good thing. Uh, for the radio listeners, sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm taking off my makeup. I'm getting out of here. I'm tired.
0: Yeah, I'm, I want to apologize in advance to our sponsor, which is the movie 8-Bit Christmas starring Steve Zahn as John Doyle. That movie is a sponsor of this show and it is in pre-production right now. So I would encourage people to go see that in about a year.
1: Steve's on shake, shaking his head. Check already cleared, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> Check already cleared. All right. My name is Bud Corn. I'm an elderly man, and this doesn't matter that much to me. Everyone else, have a good one.